Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? So, 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 so. It's a tradition. Here, here. Jaja, call me. My main man. Quick. Before the separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey! This is escape. Then we're the Hey, welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod, and we've got our Obi-Wan Kenobi finale episode here, which has finally uh, finally come to a conclusion, and uh, you know, we also got a very special guest joining us today from Orbit Key. His name's Kirk, and we're going to be talking to him about uh, some, uh, some exciting new news, and uh, we've got returning voices, our co-host Blake, Phil, and Bryce uh, are joining as well, so without further ado, let's kick things off here. Another happy landing. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. And uh, Kirk, it is uh, it's great to uh, great to finally meet you. To our guest, our new guest. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, great. It's great to meet you guys as well. I'm, uh, I've been listening to po- the podcast for quite some time, so it's it's great to be on board. Awesome. Oh wow, fan. That's awesome. That's great. That, that's <laughs> that that's idea. so encouraging to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always surprised that people actually bother to listen to us. To be entirely yeah. honest. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Lovely though. Yeah. Good to have uh, you, Kirk. Oh uh, no, thanks for having me. And uh, we've got uh, Blake. Welcome back. Um, of course, uh, co-host of the show, just, uh, say hello for like, everyone can hear your, everyone at home can hear your hello. voice. Hello. Hello there. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you're forgetting that second little part. There's, there's never been an yeah, episode more appropriate for a good, yeah, uh, that's hello true, there. right? Like, we don't know if we're getting any more, so you got to get them in now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Bryce that, uh, hello, hello there. Cha cha. Hello, hello there. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> we got Ch- Phil Ch- as Ch- well. Ch- Welcome back, Phil. Hi. Chut, chut. Phil, you're doing it wrong. Oh, no, I'm a General Kenobi. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you are funny. a bold one. Oh, I was imitating Luke. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, Kirk, man, thanks for coming on. It's been, I've been super excited to have you on here with us because, uh, you know, obviously we, we, we were in touch for quite a few weeks now. Um, and uh, there was that exciting news on uh, the May the 4th uh, that uh, we were all talking about here on the show, and uh, you guys released these crazy key organizers, and did you want to just kick us off with just sharing the, the, new, the new news and talking about this new, uh, this new lineup here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, firstly, like everyone at Orbikey is just so thrilled and so thankful for you guys supporting, um, uh, supporting the launch. It, it's not often that we get to hear people talk about them for uh, for such a, a lengthy period of time and uh, the, the passion that you guys have for Star Wars as well as going into a deep dive into the designs and everything that um, our team have put like a lot of hard work into over the last year and a bit uh, is so cool. So yeah, a big thank you for everyone and hopefully uh, the key organizers are all in your hands and uh, some of you have been enjoying them so far. 
I've got mine right here. <laughs> I also have mine yeah. right here. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are in my other my other pants, but I have been using it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's with me in spirit. That's yeah. right. They are. Um, they're they're fantastic. Honestly, like the it, it wasn't until I actually put the keys in this thing and realized that dang, this is like really quite useful. You know, like I don't have the jingle mm -hmm. in my pocket anymore. I don't have something poking at my, uh, you know, at my shin or, or my my thigh. I guess. Um, so you know, for me, it's protecting the phone screen. <laughs> yeah, 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 that too. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely one of the big things. I um, at least when we because the key organizer itself has been one of our oldest products. So we made it uh, back in 2013. So it's been around for a bit of time. And and those are the main pay points that we tried to get rid of is to no scratches on your stuff in your pockets and obviously uh, no key jingles as well. I think I can't remember who said it uh, a couple of weeks ago, but someone said they have like. 20 keys on their keychain, like a security guard or, or, or something. Wow. But I remember that was passed yeah. around. But hopefully, that, hopefully, one of our key organizers can reduce a little bit of the pain for that one too. How would you do that? Well, like, you have to stack two of them together and like to make it wide enough. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of keys. It, it is a lot of keys. And I'd probably be questioning how many doors you'd have to open at that point. Um, but um, you can get an extension post on the inside of the key organizer and, 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 Fill it up to your heart's content, I guess. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Where did the, where did the idea for the Star Wars collaboration come from? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think back in January last year, um, we uh, approached Disney and uh, we started off with a collaboration with uh, the National Geographic Key Organizer. Um, and uh, once that went really well, and um, we did that as a bit of a limited run. Um, then well, everyone at Orbit Key, especially myself and, and a few others, are massive um, Star Wars fans. So uh, we had the opportunity to see what else that we could do. And we really wanted to try and push for something for Star Wars, especially because of how big the, um, how, how much new content there is coming out these days. And um, yeah, it, uh, we wanted to really kind of fuse the, the two things together. And uh, we're so happy to be able to finally get it out, especially during uh, this time where, you know, the, the prequels are coming back to popularity again and even more new fans are coming in too. So it couldn't have been a better time. And yeah, we're so happy to, to bring it all together. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there's so many Star Wars shows coming out in the future that I look forward to other other things that, you know, you guys might come up with for for that Star Wars collaboration. So um, obviously this this podcast episode in particular isn't going to be released until Wednesday. But uh, you guys have some new exciting news about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and uh, some of the new characters that that might be showing up on these key holders. Right. Yeah, yes, yes. I've, I've, this is the, the, the May the 4th launch was the was an awesome one and it was really good to introduce the range. But this is the one I was, I was most excited for, especially when we were planning it um, uh, a year and a bit ago or just over under a year or so. And uh, that is we're bringing the Obi-Wan Kenobi key organizer and a Darth Vader inspired key organizer to the range. And they come out again on Wednesday, so June, uh, June 29th. And uh, yeah, we've essentially created two different key organizers to expand the collection to, to six and they're inspired by Vader and, and Kenobi. And um, for Kenobi, we uh, kind of made it off the early concept art that we were given for the Kenobi show. So his rugged brown, darker clothes, which I think were a little bit darker compared to what we saw in episode three. Um, and then Vader, obviously his, his uh, wardrobe is, is pretty like iconic and uh, the same as what he's had throughout the original trilogy. So he kept a really stealth black um, and uh, each of them compared to the last key organizer at least, 
um, have a bit of a motif on the front of the band. Um, so, for example, the the Vader one has a red line, which represents his red lightsaber, and of course, Kenobi blue on his his too. So, I can't wait for people to to get these. Um, and uh, yeah, it just continues the range, and uh, we've injected a little bit more of the our Star Wars fandom as well into it. So, like for example, on the inside of the Vader key organizer. Uh, we've got the quote, um, impressive, most impressive. I think that's from episode five. I can't, yeah. I can't remember actually. Yeah. Um, it, it escapes me right now. Um, and then on the inside of the Kenobi key organizer, we have the quote, hello there, of course. Uh, the classic. I really, classic. Put in, uh, yeah, I, really, I really wanted to put in, um, it's over Anakin, I have the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> It was a little bit, it was a little bit too long. So uh, I, I got the, uh, I got the, the, the hello there quote in the end, and I was very happy to to see that at the oh, end of the show. Too. Awesome, yeah, you've you, awesome. I guess Orbit Keys are quite quite a small company, right? Because because you've had a you've had a big hand in in writing up these character cards that come with the the key, the, the organizers and the inscriptions on the inside and stuff, and you know, um, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're, we're a pretty small company. Um, we're based in Melbourne, Australia, so the other side of the world, and there's only around about 38 of us or so. Uh, so, we're, yeah, we're not too big of a company, um, but a lot of us are big Star Wars fans. And, uh, yeah, being able to, like, write all the character cards, put all the different little Easter eggs on the inside of the key organizer, as well as um, I had a, a fun time learning the language or Besh as well, too, to oh, write yeah. all the, their names on the inside and, and on the character cards. So yeah, we really wanted to make stuff that was like subtly resemblant of the Star Wars character and, or the characters. And the biggest thing that I kind of asked ourselves when we were designing everything was what would these key organizers look like if these characters were using key organizers in the Star Wars universe? And although I don't think Darth Vader would really like open any doors with keys and stuff, if he did have- No, you never it, know. It might look like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I accidentally scratch your lightsaber like with your keys. That's right. Oh man, it's the worst. It doesn't buff out. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's right. We, Anakin, well, once again, you've scratched your lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, master. Well, I mean, we all we all love uh, the design of these things, and uh, you know, uh, um, uh, so yeah, just a big congratulations to uh, to you guys again for for this uh, collaboration, this this launch, and. Uh, uh, yeah, really excited to see uh, these these new lineups. So, yeah, thank you. And, and yeah, it's it's without you guys um, that it wouldn't be possible to support. So we really do uh, love it, and we really appreciate it so much. Oh, when it comes to Star we're Wars merch, we're all about that. Yeah, we're happy to help. You <laughs> That's know, true merchandising. <laughs> uh, so Kenobi. I mean, these things are inspired off of Kenobi. So uh, let's let's start um, uh, getting into the uh, the depths of this episode, shall we? All right, so uh, part six, I mean, uh, you know, mirroring the George Lucas trilogy in the in the format of six episodes. I mean, we've had this uh, this crazy, cool uh, Disney Plus series, which I believe is possibly even the most successful one that they've come out with to date as far as the Star Wars ones goes. Um, really? More than Mandalorian, you think? I, I think it's been. Yeah, I believe so. I think I saw some headlines that it's been the most watched series on disney plus to uh to date or something like okay. that or maybe maybe it was certainly just like most the, anticipated yeah i would i would imagine it has a lot to do with like you know just kenobi being such a recognizable character more than you know the guy with the gray armor right. boba fett's brother yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean um the uh the, the the episode starts off with with of course following the events of the last one and reva um 
uh, Riva's looking for Owen. Did did any of you guys were any of you guys confused at like how did she get there yes. so quickly? Actually, I was the thing with me is just that like uh, during the sh- I had forgotten that she was injured the whole time. I think yeah. That was the only thing that kind of tripped me up when I was when I was watching the episode, is that there were some moments where like she felt very underwhelming. I'm like, man, like she's supposed mm-hmm. to be like a pretty badass character. Oh, they they tried to do the Kylo Ren trick. Yeah, like just, oh, she's hurt, so she's not as strong as she's supposed to be. <laughs> the force but we're not, not going to explain that very well. The, the Kylo Ren <laughs> trick, well said. Yeah, everyone knows <laughs> that if your abs have been have been injured. The force is not as strong with you, and, uh, so it kind of took me for a loop because I, I they kind of they, they didn't really set it up again because you know the episode was last week, so I had time to kind of forget that specific part. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that, that's the only thing that took me for a loop. I didn't actually think about how fast she was there. Bryce, what's I think it? It's because uh, for some reason I feel like it, when people usually use the force, they really have to like flex and they're like, <laughs> right. <laughs> So, right. You know, if you if you got like a hole in your chest, it's kind of hard to do that. Unless you're like Yoda, then you don't have to because you're calm. <laughs> you use the force. You don't gotta make. Well, well I don't know. Episode five, he's kind of got a flex to lift that X-wing. He's trying pretty hard. I don't think to the same extent. He doesn't have like uh, the ugly face, like 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 a lot of people have to make to to lift things. <laughs> right. We didn't. Bryce, Bryce needs to write an in-universe book. You know, if Bryce was actually a Star Wars character. You know, he, he'd be writing a book about the Jedi and stuff and go like, well, I think they have to use it by flexing harder. So if they're physically yeah. injured, they're just less capable. And <laughs> I, uh, I think there's there's many ways to use the force and just being physically strong. Maybe that's just uh, maybe there's, just like there's the, uh... <laughs> a super strong bodybuilder who can just flex so hard. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk oh what, are your, what are your thoughts on on this uh, this this pace of timeline? I mean, we, we finished the last episode with Reva basically like injured in the dirt. And then the next thing we know, she's on Tatooine and uh, Vader still in pursuit of Obi-Wan and the rest of those those rebels or whatever you want to call them. Um, what were your thoughts on that when you first saw it? Yeah, honestly, I uh, I completely forgot that she got um, that she got impaled by by Vader in the, the previous episode. So when uh, when she rocked up at the end and she was kind of, I think she was uh, in line to get to get some information off Owen or something, if I remember. Yeah. Um, and then the only time I I remembered that she was stabbed was um, uh, when Owen hit her in the uh, uh, hit her in the mm. chest later in the episode. So. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how she got there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what happened. But um, I don't know maybe she just used some magic or or, or something. But yeah, I wasn't too sure. <laughs> yeah, it's the movie magic. <laughs> it, it was a force projection the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you can always say you know every weapon in Star Wars is kind of self cauterizing. So you know, kind of a bonus when you get shot or injured. It's going to... That's true, actually. You're not going to bleed out. Right. I guess right? Uh, now, now that she's on tattooing and, and uh, a certain someone showed up at the end, that he might get some tips off her on how to uh, how to strength up yeah. the core. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that one. <laughs> um, remind me to bring that up later, uh, Bryce. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan's speech uh, to the survivors is is uh, is a heartfelt and genuine when when he says that they are the future and he looks at Leia and puts emphasis on this and my mind just jumped to the look that he gives Luke on on the uh, the Death Star when he gives up his body to Vader's blade and uh, sacrifices himself for uh, what is intended to be the greater good of things but um, 
it just made me think of that scene when when he said he was insistent on that everyone else was the future that he looked at Leia and Leia looks away when he says it. And I just thought it was a really cool moment. Um, but did any of you get like big feelings when it came to that speech that he gives? I think the episode in general was probably the most heartfelt Star Wars product in the last little while that actually maybe was able to resonate emotion in general. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was very good. I thought it was like, it was, it felt, the acting felt sincere, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. You say that, but I feel like people are really attached to all the moments between like Din Djarin and Grogu. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to, to compete against, you know, baby Yoda. I guess what, what, yeah, what, what, what adorable. A, a dad and son. Yeah. Hard, to, hard to compete against that. But I think, <laughs> you know, like what in Boba Fett kind of made you feel emotions kind of what in, you know, I, I think, I think this episode is, was pretty good for that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. Mm, for sure. Um, Especially cause um, I think Obi-Wan himself realizes that the Jedi are, you know, they're not these heroes that are going to come save. Like they're, they're kind of gone, right? Like yeah. they're, they're not something that should be, yeah, their, their time is done. Kind of like, like resurrected, right? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's really time for someone else to carry the torch until, you know, until like the Luke Jedi can, be... can return. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. Um, yeah, because uh, you know the, the that that ship full of people. I mean, some of them are are force sensitive children. We know that there was a kid named Koran uh, um, or Corin, uh, which was a little bit of a nod to one of the expanded universe characters, Coran yeah, Horn. Coran uh, Horn. Coran Horn, yeah, yeah. One of Luke's, uh, um, I guess, uh, what is he, an, an apprentice or something in the temple? Yep. And then yeah. he later he becomes like one of the, you know, the, the grandmasters, you know, of the, right. the Jedi Order. Right, yeah, yeah. Big that's, influential that's cool. character. That's a good nod. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it was a cool nod and, and it just, it just that combined with the, the idea that a lot of them were, were forced potential slash, uh, people like Roken who are just normal average citizens of fighting on behalf of this Jedi order long gone kind of thing. And, uh, really just against the empire because he, he hates it. Right. Um, gives you the idea that, okay, this is another seed of the rebellion. And when they did the vanity fair, um, coverage, I believe it was Vanity Fair, uh, for all the new Star Wars shows, Andor and all this and that. Um, the headline, I believe, was The Rebellion Will Be Televised. And uh, I was like, oh, well, Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah, that's that's kind of a curious show to throw in the mix of this headline. Um, but now I get it. Now I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense because, you know, this whole ship that gets away full of people is is probably full of people that end up joining the Rebellion, you know, much like uh, characters like Enfys Nest from Solo and you know, the seeds that were sprinkled there. Um, and then, uh, of course, Saw Gerrera's band of, of people and, you know, people in the in the Imperial Senate like Mon Mothma and Bail Organa working against the Empire. Like, you know, it's not until Star Wars Rebels that we all see it come together and uh, really become this uh, rebel alliance. So, yeah, um, yeah that was kind of cool to have those those nods for sure. The, uh, the character, I can't remember his name. But it's Ice Cube's son plays plays him. Uh, That's how I, I know him. Yeah. Even even yeah. Though I, even though I don't remember his name, I kind of grew attached to that character. I really liked him. Yeah. I thought I thought he was good on screen over the episode. Yeah. You know? He came across as really genuine, 
Yeah, yeah I felt Rogan. like yeah. That's Rogan. his name. Yeah. yeah. Ice Cube Junior. I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought uh, yeah, I thought that, I thought the character was super super good, and the acting acting that he that the actor did was, was fantastic as well. But uh, that was probably one of the I kind of hope to see the character again, possibly in another show or something. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he it's plays his father, Ice Cube, in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great movie. I love that movie. Uh, no, but you're right. I, 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 I hope realize. you see that character again. It was a good character. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him who played Ice Cube in that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you just think that they did some insane like de aging on Ice Cube? I, to be honest, I didn't really think about it. I knew it was an Ice Cube, but I thought they just cast in some random person. Like, yeah. I just realized yeah. it was a son. Yeah, it was no. a son. Yeah, it was a, it was a well well casted choice. Um, like, what planet did they leave from in this? Like, which did they escape from? Uh, what was it again? We brought it up last time. It was. Oh my I love gosh. It. I love the, uh, I love the new. <laughs> I love the most about the show. Well, it doesn't matter. The bit I was gonna do a bit was like straight out of Tatooine or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually buy shirts like that. Like they're fan, they're fan made shirts on 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 you know T Public and such, and and they've been, you know, they look like vintagey and you know straight out of Moss Eisley or whatever. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Sub- subtly repping your shirts. I was not the one who made those. <laughs> Josh's bread bubble account. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Vader goes after Kenobi despite the Grand Inquisitor's plea to not give up on uh, hunting what seems to be this large group of the early of the rebellion on board. And uh, I just thought it was such a great character choice to have that moment where you have one of those. Clearly, that guy knows better because Vader's emotions are getting the better of him. Um, and because it's Vader, they still just do what he wants. Um, but I thought it was, it was kind of funny imagery when you see this little like escape pod pull away from the bigger ship and then this giant massive star destroyer just rerouting course to this, uh, this little floating (laughs) thing. Yeah. And just so personal, I just can't really see the bigger picture. So it was nice to see the, the, just jumping ahead, the spoiler of the, uh, the emperor at the end kind of almost feels like it's trying to call him out Make yeah. the call there. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I uh I, I don't know maybe, I don't know if it was my ears that was deceiving me, but I think they reused the voice of the uh the deck officer that Vader chokes out from episode five when uh the guy that jumps out of light speed too early or whatever. Too close to the system. Too close to the system, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I heard his his uh, his voice in the background. I was just like, it's not Piet, it's the other guy. No, yeah, it's the guy with the the stash. Ozzel. Ozzel. Yeah, that's what it is. The exact name. I think but, so. Uh, I think it's Admiral Ozzel. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think uh, it's, I don't know. I feel like I that's a little Easter egg that I found. Maybe could be wrong. I don't know. But uh, no, I love it right now. Someone, love someone the, should send um, us an email sequence. about it. Just, Someone at home screaming the answer. I was like, we can't hear you. Send an email. SWScapePodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Or leave a screaming voicemail. That'd be preferable. <laughs> yeah, there's a link to the voicemail. Yeah. What were you saying, Kirk? I was going to say, like, I love the um, the whole chase sequence at the start uh, as well, just before the escape pod goes off. It quite reminded me of, like, just looking at something straight from, like, A New Hope or, or Empire Strikes Back. The way that they shot it, where there was, like, a miniature or something. I think I, I thought it looked really, really cool. 
Oh yeah, you're totally right. And and that reminds me, um, they played the, the 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 chase music from Empire Strikes Back when the Star Destroyer is going after the Falcon. Um, so, did, yeah, that's yeah. that's a great call out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. That was, that maybe was maybe really that's nice. why it looked like it. Yeah, yeah. It feels the feels got yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, it transported me back to a certain video game called Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Not this again. <laughs> when you, you play as Dash Rendar. Wait, what is this? Rebellion. What is this game? <laughs> Shadows of the Empire. Bryce, don't do it. <laughs> it's a trap. I've never heard of this main character. No, 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 no. I'm like a dude. Um, I um, I got to say, Owen and Brew's defense of the homestead was pretty awesome. Um, their lies to Luke about Reva, telling him that it's a Tuscan raiding party, and Luke's line mirroring his, uh, echoing his line from Empire Strikes Back to Yoda, how he says, uh, I'm not afraid. And I thought that whole thing was so well done. And the fact that when she comes after him, they did it in a way that he never sees her and the lightsaber. You know, he's always just out of about it. Yeah, pretty mm. clever about it because, you know, I feel like that exposure to a force user um, or a dark sider, I guess, um, should be that initial Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi duel. Right. Um, and and then it kind of goes on from there. But but I thought that was really well thought of and and something that maybe might skate under the radar. Um, but I wanted to call it out because I thought it was I really appreciated that. Because if, if they did it so that Luke ever saw Reva with the lightsaber, I feel like it would just kind of break my head a little bit. <laughs> for you sure. Know? For sure. That would have been a huge, huge issue. And, and like, I feel like they did, they did enough where I'm like satisfied with it. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I have to say though, um, sorry, what was that, Phil? Oh, I, I, I say I love that we know nothing about Luke as a child. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like he's just a regular person. Like he, there's nothing special about Luke in this show. Yeah, which he's is, just I that farm awesome. kid. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't want to be a farmer. <laughs> like, uh, like it, with, with Leia, they made it a big point to make sure that the attributes that she has, her personality, relatively stays the same from when she's like ten to all the way until she dies. Right. Versus Luke, he's just like some kid on some dirt <laughs> land, just like cleaning up, cleaning up whatever trash Owens has around. But I almost feel like that that is in line with who Luke ends up being, right? You know, Don't he ends meet up being him, Sam. who has been babied his whole life because everyone's just protecting him, and he's gone nowhere, so he has no life experience. But that's a whole other season. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's so only it one just more totally season. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was going to go to the station and pick up some power converters. This is the highlight of the day. Whiny. This is the highlight of the day, Tashi Station. You know, going to town. Yeah, going to town. What'd you guys think of them trying to hold up and like, like hold up in their their homestead and try to fight off Riva? I was very surprised to see Baru was the one who would do that. That actually took me a really off guard. As her, what we know of her, her character, because yeah. she serves like well, we only see her serve milk, and we see her like make fixing sandwiches. That's about it. Oh man, but they're they're farm they're farmers. Like I feel like yeah. they're they're alone on that homestead, and if I you know, I would not be wandering on to some random farmer's place in like the middle of nowhere, Texas, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a really terrible idea. <laughs> Right, like, yeah, especially if I'm, like, after their their son or daughter. It's like, yeah. Right. I guess the issue, 
it feels a little weird to me just because I think of like my aunt and uncle and their farmstead. And my aunt is just like the sweetest person who is afraid of mice. Right. I just couldn't <laughs> picture her defending the farm. It's funny. <laughs> I had a, I had a moment where I, when she picked up the blaster, well, she was the one who actually, you know, pulls them out of the, yeah. the hidden compartment and everything. And she I, wanted to stay. Yeah. She wanted to run. I just thought it was so run. great. I, I was like, this is a huge character improvement because the only other time that we've seen her is this, this young, other than a new hope that is, is uh, when Owen introduces uh, Baru as his girlfriend, you know, back in Attack of the Clones. And then we just see that brief appearance after in, in Revenge of the Sith when she takes baby Luke and uh, goes up to Owen and they have that moment in the sunset. Um, but we really don't know a whole lot about her character. And, and I feel like... Not I, really. Yeah, I yeah. wish I knew a little more about, uh, like, maybe expanded universe material that may have hinted at the fact well, that this is what she's she like. she showed up in that Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, comic book that we read before the series here. Right. When we did our breakdown. Right, right. But but that was pretty brief, I think. Yeah. It was mostly focused on Luke and Owen. I, I personally enjoy the fact that she's, like, a just, just a plain canvas. You know, you can kind of do whatever you want with the character. Yeah. So I, like I didn't have any expectations. I, to me, like 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 Blake was saying, there is just the, from what I remember, she was just there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she seemed like a sweet, like a sweet like, I, aunt. I, I didn't I didn't even think of her as as anything. To me, she was just character to show that Luke had an aunt and an uncle instead of just having. Yeah, right. yeah, fair enough. Like she was she was just there to like make a family. I think my biggest gripe was she didn't wear enough denim. <laughs> I, I rewatched New Hope not that long ago, and she's wearing denim on denim on denim. <laughs> the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. Kirk, what were your thoughts? I think that's really unique yeah. for her character. No one else wears uh, denim in Star Wars. Yeah, we do. Anyway, go ahead, Kirk. Do need a bit more denim. Um, well, what I thought you said there was actually pretty awesome. Like when we look at like Baru, like I at least assumed her to be like this defenseless, sweet person. But yeah, you know, reaches, that was my reaches, assumption. She reaches for the blaster first, and then like on the other hand, I always thought Owen to be this person that didn't really care too much about Luke. He was all rugged and hard. But you saw in that confrontation with Raver at the end, like he said a really important thing. Like. I think she asked, oh, do you treat him as, as your own? And, and he says, oh, he is my own. Like, he is my mm. own child. So you kind of yeah. got, like, interesting, like, bit of a dichotomy between mm. the two. And I thought it was really sweet to see, rather than just Kenobi stepping in and, and kicking ass and stuff, like, it was really cool to see, like, these two parents come together for a kid that they've brought into their family and uh, yeah. do kind of the opposite of what I thought, at least, that they were that they were doing. And it gave him a lot more depth as a character, I felt. Right. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And... You know what? I'm just thinking about this now. With that level of capability of defending themselves, like I want to know what happens when they showed up when the Empire shows up in Episode Four to get Luke. Like it must have been some sort of firefight. I mean, he's like seventy years old at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> the, the blasts were way too precise. For anything else than stormtroopers. Well, they they were after the droids, right? They were after the droids, but yeah, that's um, right. It it makes me wonder. Maybe their execution wasn't just so uh, so much of a capture and and straight up kind of execution style thing. Maybe they actually did put up a fight before they went down. Yeah, you know, so it makes it a little more interesting. Other than these, just these these two kind of 
people that just get killed and, and now it's that kind of thing. It adds a lot yeah. more emotion to this whole show. In fact, has just added more to those characters, which makes us be able to grieve their, their loss later. Right. Which, which, you know, is always, it was always great to, to get more backstory to those characters. Like in the same way that I feel um, more sad for that very quick kind of boom, Alderaan's gone. Nobody cares because we don't really know enough about that planet. But now we've had all of the Clone Wars. We've had the Kenobi show. You know, we've had Rogue One. We've had multiple appearances of Bail Organa to the point where now we know that character very well. And now we actually can grieve his loss as a as a character that we knew as like a substantial influential person in Leia's life, who obviously meant a lot to her, um, which plays up in her character quite a bit as well. So um, anytime that she we might get... feel good about getting rid of her cousin though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that little, that little twit. Um, but yeah, I mean like, obviously like I, I appreciate any moment that d- deepens character. And, and like you said, Phil, I mean, she's a blank slate Baru. Uh, it was just a cool moment when she pulls up the blasters. I was like, Hey, that's something Padme would do. Um, and, uh, it's good to know he's got a cool aunt. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the fight with Vader and Kenobi was, um, unbelievable. And I was so worried about this for the longest time, because obviously we care so much about star Wars, all of us. And, uh, you know, we, we have our reservations about some of these moments that we may not think will fit well into the existing mythology, um, with stories being built in the middle of other stories and, uh, you know, it gets tough for obviously story makers to to kind of juggle all that stuff. But I feel like this whole endeavor was handled very well towards the end. And uh, the dialogue that that kind of brought those two characters together again for the fight scene that we saw in this episode was perfect. Just out, you know, just home run perfect. Um, there was three lines exchanged before the fight happens. And uh, it was, have you come to destroy me, Obi-Wan? And Obi-Wan echoes his Revenge of the Sith line by saying, I will do what I must. And then Vader echoes his Star Wars Rebels line with his duel with Ahsoka and says, then you will die. And then the, the fight kind of happens. And it was just so good. I was like, man, that is great. You know, parallels everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the whole sequence was just fantastic. I thought, I thought it was probably the best. I think that was the best that they had to offer throughout all of the... Uh, the live action that they've done in the last, I don't know, like 15, 20 years. years. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely put a lot of work into this. You could really tell they really nailed it. And it was, it was like the choreography plus, you know, like the characters stayed in character during the whole time. Like everything that they did really felt like, um, example like when uh, when the fight seemed over, which you, like you know you're watching the show, you know it's not over. Um, you know maybe a normal person or a normal bad guy or whatever would probably double check to make sure that the job is done, but Anakin totally wouldn't. You know like like this this isn't really Darth Vader, this is Anakin, and he totally would feel like so overconfident that he got the job done that he totally would just like take it at face value and walk away. You're just like, yeah. Yeah, got him. Totally, totally kill this Jedi Master. Easy. And just walk <laughs> and just walks away. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like I, I couldn't even criticize that. Like usually it's like a like that's just a bad movie villain trope. But for this I really felt like it was it really stayed in character. And I was just like, yeah, Anakin totally would. What a what a selfish asshole. I mean you know who else did that? Obi-Wan did that to Anakin when he left him 
in the lava, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it. Yeah, sure. It, there's a parallel there as well. Mm-hmm. As well, right? Yeah. I mean, while we're while we're talking about the ending of that fight, I mean, um, I'd I'd written a note down uh, about uh, how everything from the helmet being sliced off, which also mirrors Star Wars Rebels and his. Uh, that was my gripe, actually. Duel with Ahsoka. <laughs> this time it's the other half. This time is not the his right half. It's the left half. Okay, before before I ask you about your gripe, I, I just got to say, like, anytime Vader's helmet gets sliced off, it's never the full reveal of his helmet. Like, like we get of this course, very yeah. special moment. It's a very special moment, and it's kept special in Return of the Jedi when Luke removes the helmet, and it's the full helmet, and you see his full face, right? Um, and his eyes are no longer yellow, and, and his skin is somewhat healed, but... Um, you get uh, a, a little more out of that, whereas we only see these shards of the character that he used to be. And anytime exactly. his helmet is sliced open like that, it's never the full thing. It's never the full picture of who this guy is behind the mask. It's just a piece of it, right? And anytime a piece of who he, he was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A piece of who he was. And it reflects in the dialogue, too, because when he has his lines, when he says, Anakin is gone, and yeah. uh, he says... Um, he says that he's not his failure. He's not Obi-Wan's failure. He's like, I, I killed him, right? And, uh, and Obi-Wan says, uh, he sa- echoes a Luke Skywalker line. It says, my, then my friend is truly dead, right? Much like Luke says, and then my father is truly gone. And uh, I thought yeah, it was such a cool, that cool thing. set of events is directly out of the comic, right? Where Anakin keeps getting flashbacks of his former life and he decides to, to kill his former self. Yeah, yeah, the dark, like the dark Lord of the Sith, yeah. Darth Vader comic books. Absolutely, he he goes through the process of mentally destroying Anakin Skywalker. That's within him, right? Um, that dialogue exchange was absolutely wild to watch. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I rerounded. I, I I watched it over and over again, like eight times in a row. I kept going back and and redoing it. It's but. my voicemail right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I definitely got choked up at an ball. But man, or I don't know. I got really choked up when, uh, when you could see, you could see the tears oh, on the, one's face. The sadness, yeah, yeah. And uh, you could really, you could really feel it. And it really, tra- it really like, I could really sense it through my screen, and it, it really choked me up. And yeah. it's like, oh man, yeah. And yeah. not only that, but like, it's the fact that you kind of had, like, if like you sometimes you watch a show and then you kind of forget that there's stuff afterwards. So yeah. You kind of you know, like when you get sucked into it. So it's like, oh mm. man. No, you could save Anakin. And then I'm just like, no, wait. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it breaks canon. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I was like, I was like, oh, okay, this is the, like, it was really, really good. I really got choked up. And I thought you could really feel the innocence of Anakin coming through just for like the small bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. Think- there's a part of you that almost hoped they would connect for a second, right? Yeah. yeah. A little, little hug action or something. I don't know. But uh <laughs> Yeah, for uh, a moment there, I thought that was going to happen. I thought, you know, Vader was like, all right, I'll come join you. I'm like, oh, wait, no, there's another, like, three <laughs> movies after this. It's yeah. probably not going to happen. <laughs> the, the, just the, oh, the fight sequence got me, I, I don't know, I think this was, that was definitely the best fight I think I've ever seen Star Wars do. Just just, just everything. There was, like, just details. Like, you know, like, him using the back of his hilt to, like, destroy Vader's, like, center console on his chest. Yeah. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah, he goes full asthma. He's just like, and he's just like gasping for air the whole time. Yeah, that was like, cool. They pulled that sound effect right from uh, Return of the Jedi when he's fighting Luke, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that and noise, he's like, yeah. Uh, it was um, 
I thought, I thought it was cool because like the only way you can kill the only way you can defeat Darth Vader uh, is by like separating Vader from Anakin, which is basically destroying the the machine, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like what, what Obi Wan went for first and just decided to like I don't know mm-hmm. an accident or not, but mm-hmm. destroy the center console to basically paralyze him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great, like, too. Yeah, I thought the show like did the best at like actually showcasing different force abilities too. So like that scene where like Kenobi pushed Vader back reminded me of like that game trailer from the Force Unleashed like ages ages ago. Yeah, where like, he pushes him back into the into the wall, and also when Obi Wan went into like God mode and started lifting all the rocks and started throwing them at him, it was so cool to see like that choreography put into the actual saber clashes as well. Oh yeah, yeah, that's from um, the Old Republic too, right? The the first Old Republic trailer. Yeah, yeah, the Deceived trailer or something. Mm. The one of the, yeah, the one of the, when, the one on when, end. When, uh, the oh. female Jedi character like throws yeah. all the rocks at <laughs> yeah. Darth Malgus, mm. and he's like, ah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool to see Obi Wan like how powerful he is, right? Because he's supposed to be like, you know, right. number two, number three, top powerful Jedi. So it's cool to see like at that that point he's finally like rediscovering his, Jedi master his, his power. Himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I had a little mixed feelings on that. I feel like they they were forced to do that because they made because we see Ray do that right in the sequel. She lifts all those rocks up so they can escape, mm-hmm. and we never see any Jedi do that beforehand. Like maybe one or two rocks, but never that many. So I felt like they had to bring up the former Jedi masters to that same power level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on one hand, like it's cool. So you know, I like it. Yeah, I mean, part of me is like, is this? Is this like you know power slide? You know, like as like if you play an MMO game, you know, like each generation, I, like the power gets a little higher. I get where you're going with that, um, and I thought about that too. I, I thought about Ray's scene where she lifts all the rocks, and then I remembered Luke's line where he said it's not about lifting rocks, and then I just forgot all about it because uh, you know <laughs> I trust Mark Hamill. Uh, but, but there was a there was a scene earlier in the in this episode though when when Vader uh, traps Obi Wan beneath all of this rock and all of this boulder. And he has a really cool line where he says, um, your strength has returned, but your weakness or, but the weakness still remains. And that is why you will always lose. And then while he's buried under there, I had this moment where I thought back to Harry Potter and the order of the Phoenix, when Voldemort enters Harry's body and he's telling Harry Potter that he's alone and that he's just, he's just like hammering him with all of this stuff, this terrible memories. And, and he says, and that is why will you will lose everything. And then Harry has this moment where he recovers himself and he kind of remembers that he's not alone. He's got all these friends and that Voldemort has no love in his life. And that's why he's going to lose. Right. And um, Obi-Wan has a very similar moment when he's buried in this rock where he's being haunted by all these memories coming back to him about Anakin Skywalker. And uh, much like it did in the earlier episodes, but and it would get the better of him. But um, it's replaced with these good memories and this hope that Luke and Leia will will one day be that hope and that and that enables him to recover himself and it really brings him up to that level again that he once was and restores his connection completely to the Force where he's able to lift those rocks um, like he would have been always and um, then I just I was able to kind of get over the whole um, uh, is this forced because of Ray's scene later on but. Um, th- that was just my reasoning for it. And, and I thought it was a really great character moment uh, when he's able to do that. Um, yeah, fair enough. In- yeah. It included me as well, like seeing when like Vader like put his hand down on the ground and, and like it created like that earthquake effect. That was um, cool. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
I think the only other time we kind of saw the two of them use like their force abilities, like in, at least in the movies, if I remember right, it was like when they were on Mustafa and they were battling each other, and then like they they try to force push each, push each other out of the way. Yeah. I can't remember this. Yeah, that's else, right. But, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. both fly back. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think Vader got force pushed too easily? I was kind of questioning that in the back of my head because he he gets hit twice and he gets thrown against the rocks. I I don't know. I mean, I, I think like when we watch the the if you throw in the Clone Wars into the mix, I think Obi Wan's a really powerful guy. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. we see he, we see him force push General Grievous into the like, the ceiling of this giant hangar. So, um, you know, it's definitely not. I don't know. I I didn't think it was too unbelievable to to kind of uh, get by, especially with this whole like rejuvenated version of himself, right? Like he's finally right. able to. Um, I mean, we're you know kind he's of back skipping. to his peak. Right? Yeah, he's he, back he to his peak. He force pushes them yeah. in the second half of the fight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. That, that part too is also. I, mm. I feel like it's also part of like um, Vader, Anakin's just like arrogance, possibly just not being prepared mm-hmm. to face right. such a powerful Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah, especially after the first confrontation. Yeah, you expect a, a W at that point. Well, and in the last Maybe, episode, yeah. w- with all of the flashbacks that we got between the brotherhood of, of Obi-Wan and Anakin and their training sequence, um, it also kind of played a part in this duel as well. Because when Obi-Wan does best Anakin eventually, after Anakin seems like he gets the better of him because of his pure strength and eagerness to win the battle, um, Obi-Wan, you know, he does kind of outsmart him a little bit, but he says that ultimately, you know, his... Um, the reason why he he loses is because of his uh, need to prove himself. And that is so far behind why Obi-Wan's fighting the fight. And anytime that there's a lightsaber duel happening, I, um, I always think of something that Dave said, which is why uh, the fight needs to mean something. Like it, for, a, for a good lightsaber fight to go down, it needs to mean something. And that's what makes Duel of Fate such a great fight. That's what makes the Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi fight such a great fight. Because these two, you're, you're rooting for... Uh, as a very specific outcome um, to happen. And, and each of those characters like fighting each other, it's not just because they're on two sides of the war it, and, and it's supposed to look cool. It's just because they're, they're so integrated, you know, and, and this is Obi-Wan and Anakin we're talking about. And, uh, and so it's, it's, it's a bunch of mixed feelings when you see those two uh, duel because you're almost rooting for both of them. Cause you know, you want to see Anakin redeemed and you know, you want to see Obi-Wan survive and this and that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the fight's got to mean something. So that was something that was really, really clear watching this fight is that every single, um, line and every single moment that these characters had in that duel meant, um, meant the world to the story, uh, which was a success in my opinion, for sure. Um, when it comes to executing such a, such a feat, (laughs) But how do you explain them being this crazy of a duel and then in A New Hope they're just kind of like light sword fighting? Yeah, yeah, old I age, know, right? Yeah. Old age. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to die. He wants, he wants to become a force ghost like, uh, like, his, like his, uh, his teacher. There's definitely some things about this um, whole series, of course, that, that does open up some, some plot holes later, if you want to call them that. I mean, the very... The, the relationship between Leia and Obi-Wan is presented very differently in A New Hope when she very kind of um, 
non-personally sends that message on behalf of her father. And it's like, did years ago you served my father in the Clone Wars? Like, yeah, years ago he saved your life as well. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. what's the deal, right? Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's some things, obviously, that we... Uh, as as it's such an old movie, A New Hope, that that there's things that are just inevitably going to come up that are like, oh well, there's a bit of a disconnect there. Kind of like how Obi Wan doesn't remember all the times he hung out with R two D two. I think I think it's it's pretty common with Star Wars is if you're gonna yeah. fully enjoy the universe, you have to kind of let something slide, live yeah. and and uh, yeah, you have to live and let live and like kind of just kind of realize that some things happen because of real world mm -hmm. you know restrictions yeah yeah and and but you can still like i still i still love that fight between old ben kenobi and darth vader like you don't see that you know that kind of like sword play mm -hmm. is still very cool to me just as cool as you know jumping around and doing backflips you know sometimes that can seem kind of cheesy to me it's cool to see a more like samurai influence slow you know mm. fight which mm. that's more or less the point i'm getting at is when we see obi-wan and maybe no i'd say vader is probably consistent um but obi-wan specifically when we see him duel in rebels it is very samurai and when we see him specifically fight darth maul whereas i felt like this was maybe a little too prequely um Sure, but again, it's not really the dueling I have an issue with. It's more just the uh, the power creep of, of force powers, I think. But on the other hand, it was really cool. But I don't know. I'm mixed feelings about it. <laughs> so I, I'm going to bring up a new um, a new debate here. Um, the uh, the outcome that I thought initially when when this fight went down was Obi Wan gets buried. Um, and Vader walks away, and I thought that was going to be it. I honestly thought that was. I almost it. think it should have been the because, end, to be yeah, honest. because because in A New Hope we get this moment where it, it almost seems like Tarkin is surprised that Obi Wan is still alive, right? So is Vader, and and Vader is Obi Wan is here. I must face him alone, and you know he hasn't felt a pr his presence since, and then he kind of trails off, and he he doesn't seem as surprised that Obi Wan's alive, but Tarkin is very surprised that he's alive, and. And and uh, more so that he's on the Death Star. And, and so to me, I was like, okay, well, the outcome that we get now, um, I don't know who told Tarkin what, but um, uh, someone lied about something because, you know, <laughs> obviously he got, he got away, right? So that, yeah. that I think was the biggest thing that came up. Um, mind you, I still love how it was resolved. I just, I just thought that I was genuinely like, oh, oh, it's over. You know, this is how he fakes his death. And surprises everyone when he pops up later. But Kirk, well, what's your what are your what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I think um, may, maybe Tarkin wasn't as in, involved with the uh, with the Inquisition and like the elimination of the Jedi throughout Order sixty six, and uh, he didn't really get updated in that type of <laughs> in that type of area, perhaps. Um, but I thought I thought it was um, to me at least. I, I thought it was a, quite a nice ending because it. It like it kind of goes back to Vader's quote, you know, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I'm the master. So I guess like that can be interpreted in different ways. Like, did Vader mean that when he left um, the light side during Episode Three, or you know, did he mean that when he last met up with um, Kenobi, which would have been this battle just here? So I thought it could work in a different in in a couple of different ways. But like, I also understand how some people are like, oh, I'm not too sure how Tarkin would be surprised. 
in, um, in terms of Kenobi being alive and, and other aspects like that. But mm-hmm. overall, I think um, going back to what you mentioned right at the start, how they've got a lot of loopholes that they need to get through when creating stories in between other content that's already been made. Um, I think they did a pretty good job, but like the, in the end, like they're, they're not going to escape every single possibility right. and, and link everything to canon. So I was overall pretty pretty satisfied. Yeah, great. Yeah, Blake, you, you had some some things to say on this. Yeah, this is something that I was actually pretty bothered with as well. <laughs> I feel like I'm just bringing up all the bad stuff. I'm on the wrong side because I, I really liked it. I thought it was really cool, and I loved all the moments and the drama. Yeah, but for me, the biggest issues it was is not connected well enough to New Hope, and I th- yeah. think that's why I wouldn't be surprised if we got another season to try to do that. Right. Like I really felt I brought this up in previous episodes about the series. I really felt like Vader should have won by the end, and Kenobi should have either faked his death or nearly survive and so when he was buried by the rocks i thought that would have been the end mm-hmm. and if it had been the end i feel it would have connected better right so, so in that case do you think well, what do you think vader's quote would have been um like in reference to like in a new hope when he said like when i left you do you think that was referring to maybe the end right of, uh the end of uh, uh revenge of the sith it could it could have it could have been going back to to many different things i guess hmm yeah, you're right. That line would become a little awkward. Um, that's a tricky situation. It, isn't it, it? is. It is. I had to check all the boxes. You know, you know, a, a way to kind of decipher it, like like you said, Kirk. I mean, it, it can be deciphered in so many different ways, and it's really and one of those things that I think comes down to the just the audience perception. But um, one way to for for me to kind of look at it at least is is when that fight is over. And he's like screaming out Obi Wan's name, like Obi Wan, and it's Ray! like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was just uh, first of all, the, it was just so cool to, to like hear that. But um, secondly, it was it was just one of those really um, tragic moments, of course, to deepen the tragedy when when we hear Obi Wan in, in the Revenge of the Sith duel, we hear him say that you know as tears are running down his face that he was the chosen one and that you know he was his brother and 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 that he loved him and he yet he never says sorry and um it never really bothered me and then and then i saw this show and i was like this is so good like it just when he walks he just can't deal with it you know he just he's just done he he doesn't even care to kill this whatever relic that has become darth vader you know he like anakin is gone and he's just accepted that and he doesn't have the hatred or the motive to kill whatever this thing is and yep. um, he just says, "I'm sorry for all of it," and he and it's like this. It's this. It's the one line that I think like he, he never delivered in Revenge of the Sith that almost felt like it could have been, but it didn't happen, and it just felt like it was so in place. And um, when it comes down to that whole line later in in A New Hope, when when Vader refers to how he left Obi Wan, um, I don't know. It can be deciphered in so many different ways, like how Obi Wan walks away from that duel. He could have gone after Obi Wan. He just he was just injured and I guess decided not to. But in that moment, I think he learned something, and um, and he learned um, one last time just the lesson that Obi Wan was trying to teach him in that flashback sequence. And uh, you know, it could be it could be a moment of of learning for him, so that later in A New Hope, when they do face off again, 
he knows what he's going to do. And he's, he knows that he's not going to be as eager and, you know, forthright with his rage and strength to try and overcome Obi-Wan because he know that's not going to work. So um, mm-hmm. it could be a moment of recognition of that. Right. And, and uh, I don't know, again, it could be decided for so many ways. That's definitely not fair. That's just my thoughts. Like the but. second time Anakin fights Dooku, same thing. Yeah. Near yeah. that, the, the first and second fight. Right. Exactly. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so many, again, yeah, like, like you said, Kirk, so many ways to decipher it, but uh, it, it's one of those, one of those great things in Star Wars that people get to uh, just perceive it as they will and share their opinions on it. Uh, and, and, you know, that, well, that's what creates great discussion. So um, <clears throat> there's a, there's a great moment later in, in this episode when, um, uh, when we have, oh, actually one last thing, um, Obi-Wan, when he leaves, he says, goodbye, Darth. And I just thought it was so perfect because yeah. that's that's yeah. what he says yeah. in the New Hope. And I was like, it's like that little sting, you know. It's like a little insult. Like he's just he doesn't care to even say Vader. He's not saying Anakin. He's just Darth. Goodbye, Darth. Yeah. yeah. Like can't yeah. even deal. Another, with you're just yeah. another one, right? You're just another one mm. of the Darths. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. another Darth. It's another absolute. Yeah. It's um, funny because that sorry. that was always a fan theory as an explanation, right? So it's kind of cool to see that become canon. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was also like a coping mechanism for Kenobi as well to yep. be like, oh, my, my friend and my brother's gone. Like mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. this is some other other guy now. So yeah. he could be more at peace, I guess. Yeah, yeah, a way to address why? him without digging up in um, emotion. Yeah. Why didn't Obi-Wan just finish the job again? <laughs> I know. I was, that's what I was thinking about the whole time. I was just like, I was like you have him. You, yeah. you, you've established that he's no longer Anakin. Like this has been established by you. At this point, like I understand that he still has feelings for Anakin and he doesn't want to kill his friend. But I feel like before he left, he was like, oh, yeah, like he said, I can't remember what the, the line he says, but he acknowledges that Anakin's dead. And then all that's left is, is, is Darth Vader. So I'm like, why? Just, just kill him. Just, just, he's right there. <laughs> just, just finish it. it. All, all the evil he's done. Say, but like, in that situation, that, that'd be like pretty brutal if you just. Yes. <laughs> cut him in yeah. half right like, like yeah. Kind of, yeah. i think it's very jedi ending mm-hmm. to think, yeah right? i will like, say he he, that, he yeah. you know he gives up his attachment to mm-hmm. to this creature yeah. right and yeah he's feel, he feels very sorry for just like harry potter you mentioned harry potter harry potter feels very sorry for voldemort right yeah. he's just like man i i pity this this thing like, yeah i don't need to like kill it because he's kind of dead like already yeah absolutely yeah like killing that what's left of what was there is almost gonna only do bad for obi-wan right and and for, at him, the, for him yeah for him right yeah. and 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 you know it's 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 something very unique and special to note because when he says to reva later in the episode he said he says you're free we're both free and obi-wan is talking about himself when he says like i'm free as well he's like he's free of being haunted by these mm-hmm. these tragic things that have happened to his friend he's let go right and and he's finally done what yoda said to anakin for advice he's finally let go of everything he feared to lose and that's what makes a, a jedi right is is that you yeah. know you let go of that attachment um that holds you back you know in a in a possessive way because that's what what caused anakin to go down the, the path of the dark side right and uh, it's the dark place that we see Obi-Wan in at the very beginning of the series. And he's finally let that go in the sense that, you know, he was able to lift those rocks and finally kind of break free and be the Jedi who he is again. 
So yeah, and, and the Jedi he's going to become, like yeah. Obi Wan becomes a very nonviolent Jedi. Like he's yeah. he becomes a very like mo- he becomes like a monk, right? Right, right. Um, and I think I don't know. You can kind of say violence begets violence. Like if he kills Darth Vader, Palpatine is just going to get like possibly find another like like apprentice. Yeah, that's, right? that's, like, that's a valid point. Like mm-hmm. maybe Obi Wan's like you know what? Maybe I'll just let this guy live and uh i don't know arguably you can always i'm sure the thousands of rebel rebellion soldiers are going to say differently like yeah maybe you should yeah what you could have finished him yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i will say my mental gymnastics to try to like explain it was i guess i was thinking to uh a jedi uh, only fights defensively they don't like kill someone who's helpless Mm. Um, and that would kind of correlate to the Anakin Dooku fight and, and Revenge of the Sith, where right, yeah, Anakin decides to just cut off Dooku's head, even yeah. though he's he should be like arrested, right? Well, say, same with the the um, you know even I mean I dare say Episode Nine, like when when Ray and Palpatine have their thing, right? It's like yeah, you must strike him down. She refuses not to. It's like well, he's like right there. I mean, just you know. <laughs> Do it. End it all. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's just one of those one of those moments where it's just like, well, no, it's not what the Jedi would do. And uh, and she's giving that that up to uh, uh, preserve herself as as, you know, this uh, um, person who fights on behalf of the light side. And, you know, not necessarily just for themselves or, or, you know, there's got to be a reason for for, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, the kill. Right. Um, so much for the greater good. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, so much like we see Obi-Wan come full circle, Vader comes full circle in this as well. Because uh, um, uh, Diego, it was Diego who mentioned to me, uh, who was our, our uh, after show host on the Clone Wars Talk sub-series that we did for, for quite a while on this podcast. Um, he mentioned to me, uh, why didn't we hear the Vader theme song more? And um, the music, right? Like, I mean, what happened to all the music from the trailer and and, you know... Uh, but mostly he was he was kind of bothered that we we didn't hear the Vader theme song for a very good chunk of the show. And then finally, in this last sequence with we get the very famous, you know, Palpatine cameo in the hologram and uh, Vader on his throne and everything. Um, they have a bit of a moment of reminder where uh, Vader fully commits himself again to the Emperor's wishes. And, and uh, it's almost like he was telling him off for continuously pursuing obi-wan because it's distracting him from being the best sith lord he could be i guess um, seeing the bigger picture yes yeah, they stomped picture. out the rebellion and... Ex- exactly exactly um uh, but it's it's it just... was it sorry this is a side note so you finish oh well just we finally get the theme song like we finally get the vader theme song in that moment it's like it's just come kind of come full circle for vader it's like we heard it when he was born as vader and now we've heard it again when he's kind of I guess been scolded about his activities and, and now he's, he's become more of the Vader that we will see later is what I meant. So, mm. yeah. I was going to say, was it just me or did, did the emperor look wrong? Not enough wrinkles. I, don't, I was trying to figure it out. I think it was the eyes because they had uh, color in his eyes. I feel like that was the issue, but I wasn't hundred percent sure. I just know it didn't look correct for how we see him. And I, I guess now Empire Strikes Back, but originally Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he almost I think he lo- did. He did look. He did look a little bit strange in the sense that, like, you know, obviously, since 
uh, since since Jedi has been what like for like thirty plus years. Return of the so, Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah but re- he looked closer in Revenge of the Sith than he did here. Yeah, I guess he saw makeup, original, right? Like the original Palpatine before <laughs> monkey they eyes. Him. Yeah, he, oh, he almost looked some more similar to that, and more similar to like how he looked in in uh, Return of the Jedi to me, like like the original prosthetics in Return of the Jedi. But I don't know; yeah. they're trying to do something weird, and he looked kind of weird. It really <laughs> took me. Out. My favorite was part was the uh, the whole like to me it, it kind of made an arc of like. Uh, just having 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 Anakin invader like you know like seeing 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 the transition from the earlier movies to the original trilogy to, to like to this now kind of in between and then the original trilogy I'm like oh man like what a good arc of you know him like you know starting off and then just going to the dark side and then finally overcoming through time and then finally defeating the the emperor and killing the emperor for good mm-hmm. and i was like oh man what a great story arc and then i remembered that the emperor was alive like he survived <laughs> was, yeah oh yeah 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 the sequels yeah <laughs> so I was just like oh no i was like oh man it's like it put, it put like a nice like little bow on everything kind of it kind of rounded everything out and i was like oh yeah like darth vader's arc is so cool like at the mm-hmm. end he he went back and defeated the arch enemy who was so happened to have lived. I guess it at was least all we, in vain at the end. We can be we can be thankful at least that this show made context within the George Lucas saga. I mean, because because oh, yeah, building out a story yeah. within the George Lucas saga is 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 truly, you know, it, it's risky, right? I mean, you know, there's a lot of mm. people's feelings attached to those six movies, so. Um, I think that's what made Rogue One so special because because it was just at least for most of us it was just one of those uh, you know Disney came out with their movies it was the second one they released and and uh, um, it was the first one that took place within that context and when they knocked it out of the park with just some of the things that they did in that story to just connect the dots uh, to to a new hope it's almost like you can't watch the Star Wars movies now without that being included in your in your playlist right like it's just. uh, uh, it's just so good when when it comes to telling the story that uh, exists b- before and 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 really a story about sacrifice. Um, but yeah, it, th- this was such a great scene with the emperor because uh, you know uh, bring it up again. But but the uh, um, the idea that each of these these uh, characters that we've been seeing the story arcs take place over the show, Vader and Obi Wan, they both get the cameos of their um, of their guides or their their leads in life you know, um, having a word with them, whether it's Qui-Gon leading Obi-Wan or the Emperor leading Vader. Uh, we both get that quick little cameo at the end from each of those influences in their life, right? Um, so that's what that was definitely a nice parallel for sure. I think both these characters just get some really good advice from their, you know, their best friends being like, look, man, I know you went through this hard breakup, but... You know, you just got to let go. Okay. You got to like forget yeah. about this person. You got to move, yeah, move on. on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It, it was kind of similar to the conversation he has about Luke Skywalker. Like, I wonder if your, mat- your feelings on this matter mm. are clear, mm. Lord Vader, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, Anakin has always had an issue with attachment, right? Yeah. He's a passionate guy. And, and uh, so, yeah, it, it just follows him as a curse like wherever he goes. Yeah. Uh, falls in the same trap. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. 
Um, Before we get too far, I do want to quickly go back to the Vader mask thing. Sure. So, sure. did you guys watch Rebels? Yeah. No, so that's, that's why, like, when you guys were talking about the mask, I was like, I don't know what you guys were talking about. I thought this was amazing as, as, a, as a first as a first time. I, I, feel, watch, man, I, watch I feel like we got to watch this then. Like, Josh, you got to pull it up, play the audio. We got to take a quick break and watch this because this is like a one for one thing. Like, it's pretty important. <laughs> Craig, Craig, you got some thoughts on this? On the uh, on the, on the, 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 the demasking. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, the the yeah I uh I the the one thing I I came from it was how it although like Kenobi and Ahsoka they both use violence and they could only remove half of his mask but it took Luke to actually get through to Vader through mm. I don't want to say the word love compassion it, it, yeah yeah c- compassion that he was only does the only way to remove the the mask and I thought yeah that mm. it took him the only one to remove the full mask so. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And I only kind of, I have to admit, I only picked up on that after I saw some pictures online and stuff of people sharing it. Um, I didn't think of it then, but obviously it was really cool to see that the writers and, and um, the, the team who made the show actually probably put that into consideration. Right. Mm. You know, I never actually thought about like that, where if both the former people of his life weren't able to bring him back to who he was as Anakin, but Luke was, That's act- and he takes off the mask, that's actually a really good parallel. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to admit, because like, okay, we should watch it. We should watch I, it. I, I, got, I got the audio. Because it's, it's I, such a big deal. I got the audio here. All right, let's we just. Got, take... you need to, we need to look at it though. Like, oh okay, <laughs> yeah, share links. Let, let me just. Look, well, I'm, I just pulled it up on Disney, so I, I don't have like a specific link. But but um, for those of you who've seen the Star Wars Rebels episode that we're talking about, you'll you'll kind of know what's going on. So uh, Ahsoka and, and Vader have this fight. Um, and Ahsoka runs up and, and slices off a section of, of Vader's helmet. Um, so uh, let's just take a quick listen. There's a parallel there with how Obi-Wan says Anakin, you know, when he sees his face behind the mask. I won't leave. Such cool sound mixing. Not this time. Both times. Yeah. Then you will die. And that's the same line that he says to Obi-Wan when they start the fight. And uh, that's the last of the dialogue. So, um, yeah, lots of parallels between both fights with each of those people that had such an influence in Anakin's life. And, you knew, you know, part of me expected them to just lift this scene like right out of Rebels because it's so good. And to have it again mm-hmm. between the other person that's so important, Anakin, just makes so much drama and is such a cool story element. Mm-hmm. But... At the same time, part of me is like, why? It's weird that it happens twice. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's, there's, I guess the way that I would put it is, is, um, uh, it's two different people that mean different things to this character. And 
redemption is really the only thing that you can do to someone like Vader um, because there's no other way to save him, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you just, and, you know, killing him isn't saving him either. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a visual kind of parallel to the attempt that's being made in the process of this fight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I agree with that side of it. But to me, because this happens twice, all I can think of is, Darth Vader needs to work on guarding his face better. <laughs> Darth Vader needs to work on guarding his arms and his legs better too, but he's not so great at that. Yeah, he's yeah. not a very good guard. <laughs> Would you say that um, Kenobi got closer to Vader, at least defeating him or turning him, than Ahsoka did um, in in Rebels? No, I. You know, I think I, I think the attempt is made on on. I think Ahsoka even maybe even pulled a little more of an attempt at, at saying that they, uh, um, I don't know. It's almost like she had a bit more compassion when it came to not fighting at first. Um, and, uh, because she refuses to leave him and just defends right. herself in the process of the fight. Whereas Obi in her defense, that was her first attempt at it. Well, Anakin yeah. has already done it once on Mustafar. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Obi-Wan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's already. So each of them have had had that moment already where they tried to pull pull Vader back. Right. And um, uh, Vader talks about that later to Luke when when he says Obi-Wan wants thought as you do. And then he kind of turns around and says, you don't know the power of the dark side. And he's still just lost. Right. Um, so but it's Luke's attempt at bringing his father back that works. And so each of them have this moment where it's like, oh, it's like Obi-Wan. Uh, attempt fail, you know, Ahsoka attempt fail. And, and then Luke is a success because, you know, this is his son and, and he, Vader realizes he loves his son and it's Luke's compassion for his father that allows that connection to work. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as the attempts go, I think each of them had the, had their attempt and, and both of them were tried what they could. Um, and, you know, ultimately neither of them killed Vader in, in the process of also doing that. So uh, I would say it's about on equal ground for sure. I mean, Ahsoka meant so much to Vader as well, being her his apprentice, um, that when that fight starts, Vader says, we need not be adversaries. Uh, you know, it was foretold you would be here. Uh, we need not be adversaries. Uh, you know, the, you will, uh, the emperor will show you mercy. And then, you know, it was, it's not until that, that, she says mm. something in regards to Anakin becoming Vader that he really kind of then says, well, if you won't join me, you know, then, then he basically does what he does to Obi-Wan where Obi-Wan gives him offers, you know, like, why are you doing this? You know, come back. And, and then he says, no, I will kill you. And uh, ultimately that fight ends off with Anakin saying, I hate you to Obi-Wan. Whereas the, the fight between him and Ahsoka you know, has a bit more of a soft start to it. And then it also ends with this big explosion and neither of them uh, kill each other. Right. So, so I think Ahsoka was a bit closer, you know, to pulling Vader back. Mm. Um, but Luke ultimately is always the one to, to have redeemed his father. So, yeah. Um, Obi-Wan tells Leia, um, the gifts that she's inherited of her mother and father. And it was just a really nice moment to, see that because it's a healing moment for Obi-Wan to be able to talk about Anakin in the way that he does to his daughter. And, um, 
let her know these are the good things that I remember about my friend, you know, and, and, uh, um, did you guys like, was this an emotional moment for you? Because like, I, it was also one of those things for me that I was just like, kind of like how Phil put it like early as like the fight kind of made you well up a little bit. And then there was this moment. I was like, Oh man, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just gets you going. But, um, yeah. What, what were you like Harry Potter this? hearing about his parents? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It was so nice. I, I hope someone makes a compilation on YouTube uh, one day like where it has that speech but then cuts between different shots between the clone wars and uh and uh and and the uh and the prequels i think uh i i definitely felt like that was like the peak emotional point for me at least watching the the final episode so it'd be cool to see i can't remember each of the three words um uh kenobi used to describe padme and anakin but mm-hmm. i can imagine someone making a, a video of like you know different shots from throughout the yeah the like a stuff. little montage yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, showing like you know the different things. Like I think um, Anakin was like passionate. I can't remember. I can't remember what he said, but yeah, it was like those things, and then showcases like all the different stuff in the past. But yeah, I, I right. loved it. I thought it was really nice, and especially uh, Leia's reaction. The the I can't. What, what was the act- actress's name for uh, the for Leia? But you know, she did tr- an amazing be, job. Oh, she did. It's such a great yeah, job. Tr- truth be told, job. I actually never looked it, it up, but um, yeah, yeah, she was. Fantastic. She definitely felt like Leia the whole time. Like I'm questioningly oh yeah i i absolutely hate child actors but she <laughs> but but however she she did do a good job I, I phil i thought it. your favorite movie was richie rich yeah <laughs> here no, i baby uh, geniuses obviously oh I, that's what it was sorry my mistake i've got i've got the audio here kirk let me just quickly play it here oh yeah when i said before that I didn't know your parents. Princess Leia Organa, you are wise, discerning, kind-hearted. These are qualities that came from your mother. But you're also passionate and fearless, forthright. And these are gifts from your father. Both were exceptional people who bore an exceptional daughter. I wish I could tell you more. Yeah, it's so good. It's uh, you notice how he doesn't admit that he lied. He like kind of quickly skips over that part. Yeah. Well, hashtag Obi Wan's a liar. <laughs> yeah, we're starting a new hashtag, Kirk. It's called Obi Wan's hashtag Obi Wan's a liar. It's just all the moments like that it. he lies throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Just, yeah. From a certain point of view, does not question it. Yeah. I think so it's good. another good scene that shows um, that not only did. Obi-Wan have a lot of like love for Anakin that he also, he also loved like Padme, right? Like, yeah. He, yeah. Like, like he, like their relationship and that kind of triangle they have is like super strong, mm-hmm. right? As like, even, even if it's just platonic, right? Yeah. Um, like the way that he, he talked like at the start of the series when he says, I wish, you know, I could have been your father, right? Like mm. says something like that. Um, I don't know. It it just makes it even more emotional, right? Where he's he there's two these two people that he really cares about. And yeah. He's getting to like interact with their daughter, but yet he can't say uh yeah. Mm. It's very yeah. very very cool. Especially just so uh, much baggage. Obviously. 
Yeah, especially like spoilers for the end of Clone Wars and season seven, where um, uh, Kenobi, we 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 see him actually know that Anakin and Padme are kind of mm. doing stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, it definitely. Uh, it's not a callback to that, but yeah, I think it's definitely kind of heightens it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Obi Wan being there, of course, when Padme gives birth and dies, and hearing her last words of of there is good in him. And Obi-Wan was the only one there other than other than him um, holding baby Leia in his arms um, mm. th- uh, that that there is, you know, he heard hears those words from her is almost like a dying wish that she's in, she's insists that that he, there is good in him. Right. And um, it, it really plays up, I think, also in that moment when he decides to leave. Uh, Vader and not not kill what's left of of his old friend, but um, yeah, it's just a very powerful moment for sure when he talks about uh, her parents and and like you said, Bryce, like the fondness and the caring and the love that he had for that uh, person. Um, Padme obviously meant a lot, uh, like a great deal to to Obi Wan as well. Um, there was a, a really cool moment as well when he he meets young Luke. Uh, you know, for the first time, mm-hmm. gives finally gives him the toy that he plays with later in A New Hope, the little Skyhopper toy. Um, and, he, you know, he says, uh, hello there. And, um, you know, Classic. I thought, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I thought it was so good because um, uh, because later, of course, when, when he saves Luke from the Tuscans, Luke recognizes him, but he's kind of like in a bit of a daze and, and uh, um, just kind of... Uh, you know, I mean, he he recognizes Obi Wan in his old age, but um, he's just also surprised to see him. And it's like, okay, well, he's obviously met him before. You know, Owen hasn't quite held him back from um, from meeting Obi Wan at all. But uh, but I, I thought that was a nice connection, for sure. Um, either of you guys uh, see uh, notice that as well? Looks like that is no. <laughs> and uh and lastly obi-wan's connection is finally like fully restored when he's able to communicate with qui-gon who who leads him um to his new place of refuge which i assume is the place that he sets up like a hut and stuff um and he shows up and he's like well took you long enough and uh yeah and, I, was that actually liam neeson like it was like a face replacement right it was oh like, that was liam neeson, neeson. yeah that's that's liam that was neeson. cool yeah for sure yeah, I didn't know Force Ghost aged. Yeah, because you go back to episode six, you know, I thought I thought you reverted back to your youth, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that only works for, for Anakin. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I was I was actually uh, I was super happy to see it, and uh, it was actually something I really wanted to see more of in the series. That was like my only. Like, <laughs> that's not true, actually. I say only, but it was one of my disappointments was that uh, I really wanted to see more Qui-Gon because he's one of the characters I, mm. I like the most in the prequels. I, I, I didn't, uh, I'm not like a big, I, I like the prequels, but I'm not like a big fan of them. And I really thought the best part in episode one was, was Qui-Gon. And, uh, Isn't that really funny, though? How that's also one of the biggest issues with the sequels is we never see any of the other Force ghosts. We never see Qui-Gon. We never see Obi-Wan or Anakin. Like Hayden Christensen should have been in that as a Force ghost. It would have made yeah. so much sense. 
It would have it, it would have certainly been yeah. really cool to see those characters. Um, it's possible though that I mean this this series though I think paid service to that decision as to why they didn't have the Force Ghost in those movies because it was mm. Obi Wan's connection with the Force that was disturbed that he couldn't see him right because Qui Gon says I was always here Obi Wan you just weren't ready to see and um and that is so 100% Luke Skywalker in episode 8 like he was disconnected from the force he couldn't he couldn't perceive those those people right which is all the more confusing when Yoda shows up just out of the blue but um, <laughs> i guess i guess desperate times right um but it was just it was just one of those things i was like yeah i guess so i guess i guess they don't just show up when he would want them to um based on just that dialogue it's like well if their connection to the forces is kind of like disrupted and not fully there, then they can't make that connection. And it takes a great deal of discipline and training to be able to communicate with the force goes like how Yoda puts it in episode three. So, um, yeah, but uh, it was so good to see, you know, Qui-Gon back. Um, I'm, I'm glad you yeah, guys all 100%. Like that well. yeah. At this point, I half expect them to just skip over it. So I'm really glad they, they, they decided to at least put something in. They teased it enough where I thought it was like well past due. That it, they teased it yeah. so much that I was like, I gave up hope, forgot about it, and then it popped up at the yeah. end. Like, ah, awesome. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like yes. I thought, I thought the show was going to end like at three different points, like during yeah, the yeah, last yeah. like ten minutes. So when he came, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, fellas, is there any uh, any last minute things that you want to bring up before we wrap it up here? Do we think it's necessary for season two? Oh, I don't know. It's going to be a tough sell because you can't have Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fight a million more times. Like, yeah. 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 Every true. time they do it, it lo- the the final fight loses significance, mm-hmm. right? If if there was if there was no Vader to Obi-Wan contact, that'd be awesome because I do I yeah. do want to see more. Because like like I like I've mentioned in previous episodes, I feel like the it, although it's just like a mini series. It dragged a bit too much, in my in my opinion, on the whole Leia Toby One yeah. relationship. Yeah, it, like it felt less like Obi One's series and more of like a I don't know half of Obi One series and half a Leia series. Yeah. However, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. The last two episodes were absolutely amazing, uh, so I do kind of want to see some more. But if they don't, I'll be very satisfied. With yeah, it's got to be done right, right? Like yeah. that's that's the main thing. Can't just do it for the sake of more Disney views. No. Right. If it was like a small, I don't, I, the thing is, I don't even know what they would do as far as stories. It would have to be, I think it would end up being more artsy than anything, more like focused around Qui Gon or something, maybe. But mm. otherwise, I think they maybe should just leave it. And I don't know. They have so many other series that I want to watch. So, right. Yeah. Yep. Maybe this spinoff will be more about Reva because she's just like, that could be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Now she's a Jedi again. And oh, yeah. Small what happens? <laughs> Small thing too is just like they had that scene where she was just like groveling, I guess, or whatever on the ground, and then that's it. You never like we didn't get a, a really uh, conclusion at all with that character. She just no the ending. There was Maybe no like second season is he gives her a little bit of training or something and sends her. Yeah, that'd be cool. Stuff. Maybe, yeah, yeah. And she starts helping the rebellion or whatever, yeah. or they do uh, the same thing that they did with Ezra and just send her off to deep, deep space and she just never shows up again. <laughs> hey, seeing a game like Jedi Fallen Order with her character as a main character would be kind of cool as well. I mean, oh, I'd, yeah. be, I'd be down for something like yeah, that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Kirk, we got some exciting news, of course, from you earlier about the uh, the Star Wars Orbit Key lineup. 
Um, all our listeners uh, should definitely go and check out orbitkey.com slash pages slash star dash wars and sign up for those newsletters, I guess. Is that still going to exist on Wednesday or is that just going to be the same page that shows us all the details on this new stuff? You've got it spot on. That's right. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> Classic Josh. Squeaky clean. Squeaky That's right. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, uh, guys, it's all been a it's all been a huge pleasure, and uh, Kirk has been amazing to meet you and have you on here. Uh, you're a huge Star Wars fan. It's great to hear that uh, these the Star Wars products are coming from the places of Star Wars fans. You know, uh, that always makes us all feel really great when uh, all the care gets put into this this product. So, yeah. um, and it was great to hear all your opinions uh, on Obi Wan Kenobi. Same with you, Bryce, Phil, and uh, Blake. Um, I guess we will all catch you in the next one. And Kirk, we'll see you again sometime. You're always welcome back. Thanks so much, guys. It was awesome to meet you all and uh, and chat Star Wars. All right. May the force be with you guys. All right. And to all our listeners at home, we hope you uh, enjoyed this uh, Star Wars after show review series for the Disney Plus Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, uh, lots of speculation going on about spinoffs and uh, season twos and whatever else, but uh, let us know. I mean, our email is podcast at gmail.com, and you can follow our Twitter at podcast as well. Uh, make sure you check out that URL. I'm going to drop it in the description of this podcast episode for Orbit Key, and uh, be sure to follow their Twitter feed as well, uh, which I believe is uh, at Orbit Key. Um, very straightforward so uh you get all those uh those quick updates on uh, the star wars merch all those key organizers make sure you pick one up and uh we're super excited for the next batch of content on the podcast i know we still got to go back and do a whole episode on deleted scenes for the anthology films that includes solo rogue one clone wars rebels whatever we can dig up uh we're gonna head back in there and uh, i believe we also have a future episode on the roster for uh uh, honoring the return of the prequels, which is going to be a highlight. I know Phil's going to love it. Uh, so <laughs> I put it on the calendar for right around the corner. And uh, we got uh, some new voices joining us that episode as well, some friends of ours. Uh, so I guess until next time, may the force be with you, and we will catch you in the next episode. Yeah.